Welcome to the Radiant Podcast. We are so glad you joined us today. This podcast features messages, interviews, and discussions from Radiant Church located in Seneca, South Carolina. For more information about Radiant, visit RadiantChurchSC.com. Here's today's episode. Welcome to Radiant Church. My name is Andrew. I'm the lead pastor. We're so glad you could join us today from wherever you're watching or listening from. And if this is your first time joining us, hey, go to RadiantChurchSC.com and click I'm new. If you fill that short form online for us as a way of saying thanks, we're going to donate $5 to one of the nonprofits that's listed. Before I jump into our new teaching series that begins here today, I just want to make a pitch for you to stick around a little bit longer than normal at the end of our teaching. Uh, I want to make you aware of an important opportunity free to give back and make a difference for the future. Yes, even for those of you who aren't local and listen and watch from a distance, you can still make a difference. I'll tell you about it here at the end. We're starting a brand new teaching series here today, and if you haven't noticed it yet, and honestly, I don't know, how could you not with all the advertising going on? We're at the start of the holiday season. How many of you guys really enjoy this time of year? Uh, I don't know, is it just me or does it feel like Thanksgiving kind of gets lost in the shuffle between Halloween and Christmas? Like, I see Christmas commercials every October. I don't see a whole lot about Thanksgiving, though, (laughs) and that's a shame, right? Because Thanksgiving is like your one day to eat like crazy and not feel guilty about it. Like to let have family come over and watch football and love the, you know, I, I love the spirit of the day, just connecting and getting together with folks. And, you know, on Thanksgiving, we're, we're taking time to thank God for all that we've been blessed with. And at the same time, we're also giving. I mean, we're giving our time, our talents, yeah, our finances, because those mill mill costs some money, right? Like Thanksgiving really brings out the good of us. And honestly, I think it gets us ready for, for the Christmas season in a way. But Thanksgiving isn't just a special holiday. You know, the spirit of thanks and giving, it's very, very biblical. And taking time to thank God and giving generously, those are very godly things for us to do. And I think we generally do a pretty good job of this during the holiday season, just because it seems so natural. But what about when no one's looking, when no one's expecting you to live a life of generosity, a life of thanks and giving? Do we live our lives with this kind of mindset all year long? So I want to challenge you over the next few weeks at Radiant, just, just, to, just to see how important it is that we live our lives with thanks and giving, not just for a couple months out of the year, but every single day. And to do that, however, it means we're going to have to come face to face with some pretty uncomfortable realities, and we're going to have to make some really important adjustments. So before we can even tackle what some of those might be, uh, we've got to make sure that just our lives are aligned correctly. So I want you to think of your life today in terms of, you know, buckets. Buckets that compartmentalize everything, okay? Um, you know, see, see, most of us, we have these different areas of our lives, these buckets that we place everything in, which keeps us from living a complete life of thanks and giving. And the reason we tend to compartmentalize our lives is because we have this belief that, that we're in total control. So, so most of us, you know, we tend to live our lives thinking we can control every single little thing. And because of that, we have a place for every single aspect of our lives. But Psalm 24.1 throws a wrinkle in that whole line of thinking. Uh, the psalmist says this, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the whole world and all its people belong to him, belong to the Lord. You know what that tells me? It tells me that we just don't own anything. You know, we're, we're not exactly in complete control, are we? Think about that for a moment. Like your job, your, your family, your finances, it all belongs to God. 
And when you don't, you know, when you, when you leave this world, you don't take anything like with you, right? Like, I mean, God owns all of it. But how often do you think about that? It's not very often because it's, it's just not natural. It doesn't come natural for us to think like that. So what's natural for us is to figure out how to manage all these different areas of, of our lives that we've compartmentalized. And so, again, most of us do this. That, you know, and I think that's being generous because I, I, I think all of us do, you know. But some are obsessive about it. Others not so much. But we all naturally try to organize our lives into compartments or in our case today, you know, buckets. And we have buckets for just absolutely everything. So we've got a bucket for our job represents our paycheck and our training, our identity, right? You ever thought about this? Like when you're making small talk with people, the first thing they ask is what? It's your, it's your name, right? But what's the next thing? What do you do? And so we say things like, well, I'm a stay-at-home mom, or I'm a nurse, or I'm a, a teacher, or a lineman for the power company. We wrap our identity around what we do. We go to school for it, we get trained for it, and we hope they get paid for it. And then we have a bucket for our family, and here we compartmentalize our home life, you know, our marriage, our kids, we, we, we put a lot into that bucket, right? So some families, you know, they, they look different. Some are blended, single parents, married. But regardless, this is one area of our lives we tend to assign a pretty high value overall. And of course, all of us have a place for money. We, we learn how to manage things like retirement and savings and paying off debt. And this bucket is, is one which causes immense struggle for so many. And so does this other bucket that's kind of like related to finances, and that's, that's time. How many of you guys manage time well? <laughs> don't, don't answer that. It's crazy how we all have the same amount of time in every week, but most of us don't manage it very well. See, the really hard truth that we hate to hear, or maybe we just can't accept, is that it's not that you don't have enough time, it's that you just don't manage your time well. And then we all have our little hobbies we like to do. Fishing, cars, gardening, games, travel, whatever it is. And for some of us, you know, the reality behind our hobbies is simply this, that we'll work to take care of our family and then spend money to really play right here with, with this bucket. So we'll talk about putting God first above everything else, right? All the other buckets that we're trying to manage here. But our hobbies can be such a big part of who we are, they overtake even God. And we live that way. We adopt this sort of like, I'm living for the weekend kind of mentality. Now, the one bucket that we know we really need to live for, however, is our faith. Even as Christians, we tend to compartmentalize. So we do this with our spiritual lives all the time. We, we, you know, we got church on Sundays, group during the week, devotion in the morning, prayer time in the evening. Some of us, we have like reduced our spiritual lives to a to-do checklist that we have to walk through every day and week. And then right next to that, we have our, our relationships. There's a place for that too, right? This is where we find our, our sexual identity. This is the bucket where we have the desire to do life with somebody beside us. That makes sense because none of us are wired to do life alone. That's because God required us to be in a relationship with others. We're supposed to do life together. And then finally, we have a place for all our secrets. All oh, this bucket right here, it contains all the things we don't want others to know about us. Not even God, even though that's not possible. Um, we keep everything right here private because this bucket contains, you know, our, our sin and our hurts, our thoughts. We don't want anyone really knowing what's here. And honestly, the only ones who tend to know about those secrets are the ones who have either hurt us or they've done those things to us, right, or with us. And, and that's how you get somebody who's carrying around pain for decades that nobody else really knew about except the person who caused the pain. 
And you might say, Pastor, okay, well, let's talk about, you know, buckets and compartmentalization and that kind of thing. What's so bad about trying to manage my life? Well, there, here, here's the problem, okay? When we try to manage our lives, um, especially like this, we're doing our best to stay in control. We're not actually giving everything over to God. Remember Psalm 24, the earth and the Lord's, um, it, it, the earth belongs to the Lord, right? And everything in it. So it, it's all God's. Now, we'll talk about giving and we'll talk about giving everything over to God, and we'll talk about managing things God's way. And, and, and so we'll, we'll, we'll go to our job, you know, and we'll pray for our boss. And we'll be like, you know, we'll be on time and, you know, be the Jesus they never see kind of thing, you know. Like, we'll, we'll try to manage our money well and get out of debt to become generous, and we'll teach our kids to love God, and we have good marriages. Our family's in church. That's, that's a good thing. All that kind of stuff. But on the surface, we give this picture that we're doing just fine. But truthfully, organizing our lives like this, you know, it's not necessarily bad, but it's not really God's way. And here's why. When we compartmentalize everything, we try to stay in control. We're no longer viewing ourselves as you know, managers. We're viewing ourselves as the owners. Remember Psalm 24.1 makes it pretty clear. We don't own anything, right? God does. So, so what if there's another bucket? What if there's one that doesn't look like all these different little compartments we have put together, you know? Uh, what if it doesn't follow the same pattern? What if it's bigger? What if it could swallow all that stuff and, and hold every area we're trying to manage? In fact, what if your only job is to stop trying to manage all these other buckets, all these other areas of your lives, and just put everything, including your entire life, inside this bigger bucket? Well, that's what happens when we discover who we are in Christ. And we hand everything over to Him. We're no longer trying to take control of everything. We're letting Him take the reins. Colossians 3 says this, Since you've been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven, where Christ sits in a place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you died in this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. We've been conditioned our whole lives to manage all these little buckets, these little areas, right? But Colossians says, set your mind, your life, your identity, all of who you are on Jesus. And that tells me something really important, that, that you and I, we have to stop managing our lives. We're not supposed to try and juggle everything, to control it all, to manage every little aspect and make everything click and work together. That's why some of you, by the way, are so stressed all the time. You're always tired. You're always coming up short because you're living your life in a way that God never designed for you. So what do you do? Well, what if I told you the greatest act of management that you could undertake would be to give yourself over to Christ and let Him manage you? What if Christ had all of you, your job, your money, relationships, family, sexual brokenness, pain, victories, everything, right? Like none of these other buckets you're trying to manage should ever define who you are because your life should be set towards Christ. All these other things you're trying to manage and make work and organize in each little compartment, man, they've died, right? So your life doesn't belong to you any longer. It now belongs to God. I think one of the reasons people have no idea about the, you know, the Jesus we serve is because we're so busy trying to manage all the buckets in our lives. So it looks like we serve Jesus. But as we try to control all these different areas, you know, we start to find that we're not serving God very well, if really at all. Instead, we're serving all the different areas of our lives. So what does it look like then to give everything over to God? 
Well, it looks like this. You go to your job, and even though you don't like it, maybe your boss isn't, isn't the greatest, it doesn't matter, because your identity is not wrapped up in, in what you do, because you belong to Christ. You're a reflection of Him, and you radiate His presence. When we give our lives completely over to God and we stop trying to control all these different parts of our lives, we begin to live in such a way which honors the message of Christ within us. And that's what Philippians 1.27 tells us, by the way. Check this out. Paul is writing this letter and he says, Above all, you must live as citizens of heaven, conducting yourselves in a manner worthy of the good news about Christ. Whether you've you know, lost your job, or got a new job, or hate your boss, or, or love your boss. When you belong to Christ, you stop trying to control everything, and you start living out the message of Jesus everywhere you go. When I'm living my life in Christ, and, and I'm, I'm letting Him manage me, it changes how I view my finances, too. You know, because my finances aren't actually mine to begin with. They belong to God. All my life is in Him. Whatever He wants to do with this, you know, this, this bucket, this area of my life uh, is okay, because I'm not trying to manage it or live in it. I'm living for Jesus, and He has complete and total control of my life. But if you want to know what the hardest bucket is to let go of as we live this life in Christ, it's really that last one. It's our secrets. So can I free you a little bit here today? Can I just tell you that you know, you're not a terrible person? Yeah, that's right. You're, you're not terrible. Uh, you're not alone in your struggles or your secrets. In fact, what you're struggling with can be resolved, but you have to hand those secrets over to God. And the reason most of us who struggle with secrets haven't done this is because we're still trying to control it. We've compartmentalized everything. We're trying to be in control. We're trying to manage stuff, and it's just not working out, but we can't seem to let it go. All this living for the buckets you can manage, it prevents you from truly drawing close enough to Christ to let Him take everything from you. And if you would just give everything over to God, and truly be all in for Him, your very nature would change. You'd begin to live your life in such a way which honors Him. And instead of fulfilling your own pleasures, can I tell you, you would find joy in being spent at God's pleasure. Matthew 6, 31, uh, Christ talks about our human nature and our desire to control all these different areas of our lives, like what we eat, how we're going to make money. And He says this, okay, check this out. He says, don't worry about all these things, these different buckets, different areas, okay? Saying, what are we going to eat? What are we going to drink? What are we going to wear? Like, these things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly Father has already knows all, all your needs. So seek the kingdom of God above all else, and live righteously, and He'll give you everything that you need. So God is not impressed with your ability to control and compartmentalize your life, okay? Because none of those buckets really belong to you. They, they all actually belong to Him. When he writes to the Philippians, Paul says in chapter 1, verse 21, he goes, for me, living means living for Christ. So you're not called to control and manage different parts of your life. You're called to surrender and let Christ actually manage you. It doesn't mean, you know, we, we, we pray more, read our Bible more. You've already been trying to do that, you know, in, in the faith bucket. <laughs> you're managing that already in your faith department, right? It, it means that I've allowed who I am to be transformed by the power and presence of God. So my life and everything I have and who I am is no longer mine. Whatever God wants to do with me and through me and for me, dude, I'm in. Let's go, right? And so Paul discovered that. And it's why he goes on to say in Philippians 4.12 that he's found the secret to contentment. And this is what leads him to pen these famous words in the next verse in Philippians 4.13. For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. 
You can do anything God calls you to, anything through Him. But only when you learn to surrender your entire life over to Christ. You've got to go all in for Jesus. I, I, I'm a Braves fan, huge Braves fan. All the time, never stops. I, I grew up playing baseball. I went to the Greenville Braves games uh, you know, as a kid. Sorry, Drive, you guys are okay, but <laughs> I'm, I'm a Braves guy. Saw people like Andrew Jones and Chipper Jones and Marcus Giles, Kevin Millwood, all those guys play. My younger brother was drafted by the Braves. He played their minor league system for a few years. I'm like, I I'm all in all the time for the ATL, right? I check my phone for scores. I watch the games every night. I never wear New York orange or blue, okay? I'm, I'm, I'm a fan. Some of you guys are like that, you know, with, with, with Clemson or whatever your favorite team is. If any, you know, in the South, we plan our weekends around game day, don't we? Like, it affects everything we do each and every fall. Why? Because it's a big part of who we are, isn't it? Can I just tell you that that's the part of being a Christ follower so many of us have missed. We've gotten so used to managing different areas of our lives, these little buckets, to turn different parts of our lives off and on and checking off lists that we've never really belonged to the God who actually owns everything that we're trying to control. And what would happen if all these buckets, these different areas of our lives that we're trying to control, including the ones which makes us, you know, like good little Christians here, okay? What if they all just went away? If everything we had and tried to control, it was all gone. Would you still remain faithful to God? Would you still be found in Christ? There was a man in the Old Testament, his name is Job. He lost all his buckets. Family, wealth, relationships, there was nothing left in his life. All he had was God. But because he didn't try to manage his life, and he allowed instead for God to manage him, he understood everything belonged to the Lord. And so none of what he had, including his very family, was actually his. And he placed himself in God's hands. And over time, you know what God did? He restored everything back to him because those buckets didn't define his life. God did. And that's the real question today. What defines your life? I can tell you if the answer is anything and everything but God, man, you're in trouble. You're always going to come up short when you try to control everything. You'll always be tired. It'll never be good enough. So I want you to embrace Psalm 24 alone. Let God, who owns it all, take over. Let Christ build your life. Let Him free you today. Stop trying to control and manage every aspect of your life and go in for Christ and find rest and satisfaction and freedom in Him. To live a real life of generosity, of thanks and giving. And we're going to talk about here in this series, well, you're going to have to first let Jesus have you and manage you. Let's pray together here today. Father, I love you. Thank you for those who are watching and listening right now. Lord, I pray if there are those who say today, you know, Pastor, I, I'm, I'm not serving God like I should. I'm, I'm trying to control so many parts of my life. I'm just, I, I'm, I'm coming up short. I am always tired. I want God to take control. Lord, I pray you'd hear their hearts cry today. In fact, if that's you, I would, I would just cry out to God right now and just, 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 just tell the Lord, hey, God, I'm so sorry for trying to do things my way. I'm so sorry for trying to manage things and control things and own things and really trying to play the role of God in my life. And from this day forward, I don't want you just to be my Savior who forgives me in my sin. I want you to be my Lord. I want you to lead me, to guide me, to control me, to manage me. My whole life and everything I have, God, it all is going to belong in you and your hands.
Lord, I pray from this day forward that as those folks give everything over to you, God, as they let you manage their lives, as they stop trying to control everything, God, I pray you would use them to do great and mighty things in your name. Lord, I, I pray you'd use them to live a life of thanks and generosity to amazing levels here today, we pray. Give them rest and give them freedom as they surrender all of who they are over to you. We ask this in your name. Amen. Hey, before you go real quick, uh, at, the, at the end of this month, on November 21st, we're going to be taking up something we're calling our legacy offering. Now, our, our legacy offering is really important because this is an offering we're going to take up every year around this time. It's going to be the biggest offering we take up during the course of the year. And each year we'll, we'll take it up for different things that we're looking forward to. This year, though, um, we're, we're focusing on the future. We want you to give for the future at Radiant Church. If you're local, if you're in person, uh, a lot of this is going to go towards our facilities. Now, if you haven't been to our physical location yet, you might say, Pastor, why is it going to go to our facilities? Because we inherit facilities when we started Radiant Church, but they weren't in great shape. They weren't very well maintained. There's about $20,000 worth of improvements we have to do for our facilities. And before you jump on the board and say, well, you know what, Pastor, like, I think we're good how it is. And, you know, and if you haven't been here and you're looking at our pictures online or or you know, you, you've been through programs before and you think, well, it's, it's just a building. You know, church is more than a building. You're right. Church is more than a building. But we use our facilities to impact our community. Let me just tell you real quick, we've, we've let other churches who did not have a place to meet during COVID use our facilities. We've let uh, multiple ministries and, and campus teams from Clemson University just down the road come in and use our facilities for, for ministry and to reach students for Christ. We have allowed uh, and offered the county and the town during our natural disaster we had a couple years ago with the tornadoes struck in our, our area. We let them use it. For the, for, for, for the kitchen and the showers. And they turned us down, but we offered it up to them, okay? So, like, we, we, we have a facility, for sure, but we understand it's not ours, right? It, it belongs to the Lord. And so we want to make sure we take good care of what God's given us. We also, we want this facility that we have, the facilities we own, um, to be used for ministry that's effective in our communities, not just locally, but also, you know, uh, beyond our, our locality. Some of you guys are watching and listening in different states, different parts of the world even. And so, hey, listen, what you, when you're giving here, when we take care of our facilities and we can get this stuff up where it needs to be, we're able then to focus on other future initiatives that we need to carry out down the road. We've got to take care of what God has given us first. Okay, and so we want more ministries to use our facilities. In fact, hey, we want to start a, a, a local Moms Morning Out that can uh, reach families during the week and have an influence in our community even further. But to do all those types of things, we have to have facilities that are improved and well-maintained. So uh, our legacy offering this year is going to go towards these facility improvements that we have to make. And so I want to encourage you uh, to, to bring, just pray about it between you and God and, 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 and bring whatever amount the Lord lays upon your heart on November 21st. Now, if you're not here in person, you're watching, listening, and you're, and you're, and you're out of state, out of town, that kind of thing, no worries. Go to our website. Go to radiantchurchsc.com. You can give 
there. But do the same thing. Pray and seek the Lord's guidance on what He might want you to give. And then whatever amount that is, you give it. Uh, because I believe this, that the Lord can take care of these needs, don't you? And I believe this too, that as we take care of the things that God has given us, and we're good managers of this kind of stuff, you know what His Word teaches us? That He'll give us more. That God will honor that and bless that and open more doors for impact and influence and ministry, not just in our community here, but also around the world. So uh, that's coming up on the 21st. Be in prayer for what God would have you uh, to give on that special day. Have an amazing rest of your day, wherever you're watching or listening from here today. And we will see you again next time. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or would like to reach out to us, you can do so by emailing us at media at radiantchurchsc.com or visit one of our social accounts on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. If you like what you heard today, subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes and give us a five-star rating on the podcast platform that you listen to. We hope you have an amazing rest of your day.